0: Four, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to the God is Awesome podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm your host today. And um, on this podcast, we like to interview everyday regular Christians about an awesome, extraordinary, um, not everyday God. And today we have a special guest in Mandy on our podcast. Mandy, say what's up to everybody.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: We are so happy to have you here, Mandy. But before we kick it over to you, um, I just want to remind everyone to like us on itunes and share us and invite you to and and get into the group and stuff this is bigger than just like a podcast we're trying to really formulate a community that reaches out to people with with their stories because you know sometimes you think that you're alone and what you've experienced Um, and some it's crazy some of it's like internal and you know you never know and uh you know god saves all types of people and testimonies are really like seeing where god has walked um where god has been in someone's life and so i think this is why it's pretty special anyway mandy Again, I'm super happy to, to be on uh, this podcast with you. It's been a, little, it's been a long time coming, and um, I'm just going to kick it over to you. What's a, tell us a little bit about your origin story, um, where you come from, how you grew up, um, basically your life and how you thought before or making your way to Christ.
1: Okay. Um, I grew up here in Florida, but down south in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, we always, as a family, always went to church. I was raised Catholic. Um, there was a time where we went to a Protestant church, I believe, for a little bit. But I was always—we were always active in church in one way or another. Maybe not as consistently as I am now, but we always went to church. Um, as a kid, I was always taught, you know, the Bible stories, the Easter, Christmas, everything—you know, all the important stuff.
0: Sure. Um,
1: sure. But I think as a kid, like you really don't get it. You hear it you know it, but I don't think, well, in my opinion anyways, for me, I, it really didn't sink in probably till I was older.
0: Gotcha. Uh, You're just kind of there.
1: Yeah. We had to go on Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, The Catholic church uh, was a little more um, traditional than the Presbyterian church we went to. because we were, uh, my husband and I were both raised Catholic when um, we had our boys, they were both baptized Catholic also.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Um. But that was a whole different story. (laughs) Um, But growing up, we always went to church. We always believed in God. We always celebrated all the holidays. Um, I don't think when we were it it stayed at church. You know what I mean like it never came home and we never really talked about it. We never really prayed. It was That's kind right. of our own individual thing to do.
0: Okay. What was it your both your parents, your your dad and yeah. mom? Okay. I
1: grew up with both my parents and I have a younger sister. Gotcha. Um, we had a great childhood. Good deal. Pretty Good deal. normal. <laughs> but,
0: but church and faith and religion stayed on Sundays and uh, the rest of the week kind of had really no impact. With uh, your faith on Sunday, right? Gotcha.
1: Uh, Um, it just never really spilled over into the weekdays.
0: Okay. Um, it says like a lot of your testimony has to deal with like your husband and parenting and stuff like that. So like, lead us up to the point where either you're getting married or your um or or your faith is changing, like, spilling over Uh, to the other days.
1: Yeah um my i truly believe that god brought my husband right to my feet and put him right in front of me um we met each other when we were 12 in middle school okay and we were friends for a really long time and then when we were had just graduated high school i always say that i forced him into our relationship (laughs) (laughs) um but he says he came willingly um but at the time we were both catholic still catholic um but at the time that we got married, church wasn't really a big aspect in our lives. We never really went together, probably till after we got married and mm-hmm. we didn't get married in a church. It's one of my big uh, regrets. But at the time, it wasn't important, important to us. Yeah. We just wanted to be married. Um, we discussed, you know, God and and going to church. And we did end up going to Catholic Church together later on. Um but still not really in our hearts, I believe, just, I, believe. I believe. I can't attest for him, but for me, it wasn't, yes, I believed in God, yes, I prayed when I needed it, yes, we went to church.
0: So, so so what changed that? What are the shaping forces that, you know, was that took it from like, eh, it's all just church on Sunday mornings to like the rest of your life?
1: Right, um, marriage is hard, marriage is hard. Um, through everything, we always knew we loved each other. I mean, that mm-hmm. was never doubtful, but it's difficult. It's The first couple of years are hard. You are trying to be yourself and be with someone at the same time. Um, I think around that time, we started bringing God more into our lives.
0: Not, Any particular reasons?
1: Um, just for struggles. It, it was really? tough in the beginning. Um, we fought. Not you know awful or or violently or anything like that, but it was arguments. We were there were times that we neither one of us are were happy just because we didn't know how to exist with each other. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That's difficult for a young couple. We were only twenty three when we got married, hmm. um, but I think the real change came when we had. Well, before I had my first son, um, I had a miscarriage early on. Um, I had just found out that I was pregnant and then found out I wasn't, (laughs) so it was difficult, but I think right around then is when the two of us really started bringing God into our relationship, into our house. Um, it was a time where I really had to accept that it was for a reason and it was God's reason. It wasn't mine. It wasn't anything I did. It wasn't anything that I could have prevented. It was just what happened
0: how how old were you for the mystery
1: Uh, 20 i must have been 24. okay within our first year of marriage
0: what what went through your oh your first year of marriage yeah what went through your brain like how are you thinking about this like i i don't know like i don't know put me in that mindset what
1: it's awful you're devastated to begin with devastated and at the time i blamed myself i had a lot of good friends that helped with it and um Got me through it, not necessarily through God or or in that pathway, but just to be there for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I started to realize uh, at that time that it wasn't up to me. It's not in my hands. Nothing was. Nothing sure. was in my hands.
0: Was it? So was it just like a like a fluke? Like, I, help me to understand like what caused it. Is it just? Just happened. They don't
1: know. One second there was a heartbeat, and the next time I went back, there wasn't. And unfortunately, I made the mistake, like every new mother does, of telling everyone under the sun. So then it was a difficult time to go back and have to tell everybody that I wasn't oh, pregnant. Yeah. But, and I always tell this story that I would not, that wasn't my first miscarriage. I also had one in between my two children, also. Oh, but. Wow. For that reason alone i have the two kids that i have and i couldn't imagine my life without them so yeah. if i would have had those two kids instead of my two kids not that they would sure. be any better or different but i wouldn't have the two kids that i have now
0: so you're saying that <laughs> miscarriage was did that bring you to deep closer together and deeper with god or was that
1: what yes. did that
0: do yeah for you? i i
1: didn't i didn't regret uh not regret i didn't i wasn't angry at god It wasn't, it wasn't, I, the first time I blamed more myself because I thought I did something wrong, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I came to realize around that time that it's, it's not up to me. And I think even to this day, things happen and I'm like, well, it's not my, (laughs) it's not my, my choice. It's not my choice. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that. So I, I think that helps me get over a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. I
1: realize it's not and that started it. It it's not in my hands.
0: Giving up control to God like me right. and not yours is that is that what um is that something that you guys struggled with in the beginning of marriage? Like up until that point was it like like the control in marriage or your life or something? Definitely. That, definitely.
1: If I if think that's
0: something that you need to give up. That's something that's probably held on to at the beginning, right? Like
1: Yes, definitely. I was young 20s. I thought I knew it all. I thought I was controlling it all. And I was absolutely not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I mean I, even
1: like thinking about my husband, like I I thought, "Oh, I found him. I he's my husband. I found him. I got him." Oh, yeah. And that is not the case by I any means. I told
0: you. I made you bring, yeah. like just the way you're right. speaking about it. It's like maybe control was a big part of your life that you needed to have.
1: Yes. Or at least I, the illusion I, I, of. I was a very controlling person.
0: <laughs> how does that how does that manifest itself? Give me like a tangible example. Like what 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 does that look like for you?
1: Oh, it's awful, Aaron. You don't want to hear
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why is because someone might be controlling, and they they might be listening to this podcast, and they might not know they're controlling.
1: I think back about it now. And I really did, th- as a person, really did not think there was anything that I was doing was wrong. And I th- daily thank Kenny for sticking around and really getting through that because I don't know if I would have. <laughs> it could be anything from, I don't know, having plans and at the last minute being like, no, I don't want to go. And they're, you know, stay with his friends. One time we got into a real big fight over
0: that. <laughs> just to just to say that just because- you just
1: because
0: that's I didn't crazy. feel like it. That's a little
1: crazy. That's it was. It was really, just, it was bad. to Aaron. say
0: like, yeah, no, I don't want to go. I don't yeah. feel like it.
1: And Kenny being the amazing husband he was, he was like, okay. I sound
0: insane right now. Kenny yeah, insane.
1: I'm telling you, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, no, awesome. And people that know me now, they think that I'm controlling now. I'm like, no, you should have seen me oh, 10, man. 15 years ago. Wow.
0: So, so. So a miscarriage did that, huh? A miscarriage like yeah. just kind of like uh, I just I had no control over here. And
1: Yeah, and it really was truly a turning point because I didn't have any control. I didn't I even on simple things, simple things that I thought I was in control of a job uh, mm-hmm. you know whatever, I wasn't. I was not. And that really opened my eyes to it.
0: Is it still something you struggle with today? Control? Mhm.
1: Uh, I mean, a little, I've gotten better in my old age <laughs>
0: sure. Sure. Just wondering.
1: and, and also Lucas, my youngest really yeah. set me straight of having control of anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. How is, um, how's parenting said so you had, uh, you had, uh, two kids.
1: I do have two kids. I have a 15 year old Angelo and 11 year old, uh, Lucas. Okay. They are complete opposites. <laughs> Angelo was... That's another turning point too. When Angela was born and they put that baby in my hand, it was, it's truly a miracle. It's yeah. truly a miracle. Even like to go through it and grow it in my belly and
0: sure. know
1: that he's in there. Like it's crazy. It's crazy to see that the first what, time. What you,
0: like, help me out, what's that like? like what, it's surreal. Like, emotional, it's surreal. Like It
1: is, it is. Angela was a giant baby. If you know him now, he is gigantic. So it works out. <laughs> big baby but i had to have a c-section with him so it was all kind of very clinical you Mm -hmm. know very cold but when they brought that baby around to me it was like the whole world changed oh man and it it really does you see the world a completely different space it's not you in the world anymore it's you protecting him from this world interesting
0: (laughs) so you became mama bear yeah
1: it it was crazy it was crazy
0: that's a good thing so
1: that was another turning point with with the kids and then um in between
0: when you say turning point what do you mean like did you see the world more beautiful more dangerous like i'm not sure
1: as a mother it was more dangerous okay for him okay but as a god-fearing woman it was more beautiful it was like more uh Concrete to me that God was really there, and he was wow. really doing this
0: sure, sure, yeah that's why you say it's a miracle like you're recognizing that it's God who did that, yeah, so just before we go on I, I noticed that um so you've got this kind of faith that has been kind of dormant or on Sunday like the right. seed that has been planted on Sunday, and it's kind of grown over the years, yeah, and that two major movements have kind of made it real in the rest of your life, so you didn't really have this life changing like thunderbolt change right but it was no, just like,
1: it's been it's been slow and steady, slow yeah. and steady.
0: <laughs> it's all o- it's over a process of years and, and major things that's happened
1: definitely i think now though probably within the last uh we've been here 10 years so probably within the last 10 years it's really become a part of my daily life a part of you know my true beliefs a part of being a mother being a wife being a teacher like God's in all those parts of my life
0: sure so okay so there you have kids now what are the what's the biggest struggles and how did God uh, help you through them
1: when you were when they were younger it was making knowing you were doing the right thing you really go into it blindly it's it's do or die
0: (laughs) It's do or die. <laughs> Is it like a military grade? Like
1: it's not to scare you or anything.
0: <laughs> it's do or die. Or you better do. It's or... some
1: serious times. It's some serious times when you bring that first baby home and it's just the two of you and you don't know what the heck you're doing. It definitely brought Kenny and I close together, and it's some of my my favorite times to think of when they were that little. But when they're not that little, you don't know what you're doing. You, I pray to God every every day, please. Please help me. <laughs> is and that's like, when I had my good one. That's when Angela was born. Then when Lucas was born and didn't sleep for six months, I was really praying oh to god
0: man, Oh man! So what is it like? It's like fear, I'm assuming, and it's uh, it's confusion, fear. not knowing, yeah,
1: confusion, and and really just. Not knowing, not knowing. You have to go with your instincts, and I and I truly believe that my instincts came from God. Like, where else would they come from?
0: That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, what was what what was it? It was the lack of sleep. Was it uh, fighting with uh, your husband, Kenny? What what happened? What was the biggest struggles?
1: (sighs) Lack of sleep. Yeah, definitely. Not knowing what to do. Not knowing. This is when they were little. Then, as they get older like even now i'm struggling where should they go to school should mm-hmm. i let him drive should he go out with friends yeah. you know there's so many things and and really you have to well i do i pray about it and put it in god's hands because yeah. it's really all i could do i could drive myself crazy worrying about children
0: is it <laughs> is it the is it the wisdom that that you want to make sure you have to make the right decisions for them um or i mean All these kind of shaping forces out in culture and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like they're being influenced all the time. Like how are you? How are you dealing with that kind of stuff?
1: We keep faith in our house every day, especially with my older one. We real, I really try to drive it home to him what he should be doing and what God expects of him. Okay, because really, that's the only thing, the only model he has to. Go after who's God forbid he, you know, models himself after one of these rappers, or you know, like, not that that's awful, not that that's awful at all, but it's depending
0: on what kind of rapper. I mean, right? Hard hard (laughs) to make an argument that it's great, it's a great lifestyle. (laughs) I don't know.
1: We're having a recent argument in our house when him and I are in the car together that I refuse to listen to music that is inappropriate. Oh, and we are interesting. constantly changing the radio.
0: Space. Interesting. <laughs> Let me ask you something. I got two questions for you as far as parenting okay. goes. One, did you, did you spank at all or did you ground or?
1: Yes, we, oh gosh, yes. Yes. We are very, I have a very strict parent, okay. um, which I think has now rubbed off on Kenny because he wasn't a strict parent really? at the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> gotcha. um, I did spank them, spank, pop, you know, one good attention grabber.
0: I'm not, you um, know, I'm not the feds. I'm not going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
1: I grew up with the wooden spoon.
0: Gotcha, um, yeah. I attempted
1: that with my kids and <laughs> it's Ooh, a funny story. I never, I never spanked them with the spoon, but one day they were like leaning over their bed and I whacked the bed with the spoon and it broke and poked Angelo in the eye. <laughs> So I never used the wooden spoon before, after that, after that, but we do ground, I mean Angela was just grounded, so was Lucas, I, they yeah. know I don't play the games, yeah. I don't play the games.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Okay. It's
1: difficult, But, you know, I, the stuff I'm going through now, I can tell you, I go to bed every night and pray to God that he, that he guides me in what to do with them, because it's yeah. difficult, it's yeah. difficult.
0: Well, it's one of the things like, I mean, being a youth director, I I recognize that when I see kids with zero boundaries, when they grow up with no with no one to tell them no or no one to set like parameters around them, they turn out to be the wildest. Like they don't know how to set boundaries for themselves because they no one had ever put boundaries on them. So they get into no sexual boundaries, no moral boundaries, no language boundaries, nothing, No, no monetary boundaries, you know, like how to say no. So their spending is crazy. Yeah. Um,
1: I think um and again with with God's help because I was such a controlling person, I think that we have found the a good balance between boundaries and still being able to hang out with them and have a good relationship with them. Mm. We do a lot of things together as a family.
0: That's awesome um, and
1: I think that has a lot to do with it also. Um but they know I don't play. Even sure. my six foot, fifteen year old knows I'll put him, knock him out if I have to. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's amazing. Yeah, because I think that's missing too. You know what I mean? Like, there's this like aspect, especially the you know, to God, where there's like you know, a father who puts down the parent to puts down the boundaries, but then like also this friend aspect to it. It's just like a, um, it, it's a it's a fine line to to walk to kind of know because then you get the parents you know who are like too much their friend and not their parent. Right. You know what I mean? And then you get the one. And I
1: really didn't think that I was doing a good job until probably the last year. It's still very difficult for me to say that I'm doing a good job as a parent because I doubt myself so much, but Angel's a good kid. He's a really good kid. So I'm proud of that.
0: Yeah, that's great. No, I mean, it takes a lot of work. I mean, it's a a lot
1: exhausting.
0: I think, I think God puts, you know, kids in our lives and, and, like teenagers to deal with to like it kind of it's like another life is dependent on you and so you have to like there's this aspect to god that kind of we might learn when um we're the parent you know and we're we're trying to understand this child and stuff like that not that I'm, i not that i know but it's just that like that's kind of where i see a parent relationship it's all meant to reflect who god is in our lives
1: exactly exactly and i think um I think also that you need to not, you need to realize that you're not the only person that can influence them. Mm. I've learned a lot with Angelo that the community can influence him. I have, you know, fantastic people at the church that have influenced him. Um, People like you and Kelsey, who I know, if God forbid anything ever happened and he didn't wanna to come to me, I know he can go to you. Yeah, okay. And I think that's hard too, also because you try to control it as a parent. You wanna be the only person that sure. can offer that to them. And I think if you have a secure community around you that they can do that also.
0: Let me ask you another question. Um, what, what do you think about like smartphones in their hands? Cause that talking about there's more influences in, in their lives rather than their parents.
1: It's tough. Yeah. It's tough um it's difficult (laughs) it's difficult you don't know you don't know what they're looking at and unfortunately i we have learned our lessons that now we do know everything they're looking at because it there's a lot of inappropriate stuff out there even not trying to be inappropriate there's yeah. inappropriate yeah. stuff out there yeah. i've yeah. listened to youtube videos that lucas is watching and it's you know kids just doing stupid stuff in their backyard but the words and the language the way things are being come across i don't want him being part of that yeah. yeah so we we try to now it was a mistake that we made so <laughs> to everyone out there you should monitor your kids um and there's so much going on with like the teenagers, like angels in high school. I'm not necessarily, you know, worried about him, but all the other kids. Like, what if something comes across that he that he might not be able to handle?
0: Sure. I want to sure.
1: be able to see that and and help him handle it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So l- let me let's go on to the last part here. Um, you said you have a hard time um, or you struggle with forgiving people. Uh, I I I know that comes with drama, like that comes with a lot of freight. And so you don't have to name names or anything, but like, uh, what went through your brain? You know what? Tell me a little bit about that. And how did God help you to come to a place of forgiveness or continually to forgive or uh, your understanding of forgiveness? Like help describe that for me.
1: I don't know if I'm at that place yet. Understanding forgiveness. Yes. Understanding that God forgives me every day for the sins that I that I do every day. Yes. And yes, I do try to emulate that when it comes down to it, but it's a very, very difficult thing for me. I think with the controlling aspect of my 20s, I'm also a very stubborn person. Mm. And I don't, based off of, you know, being scorned in the past, I don't give many chances. Number one, because I don't know. I don't know. And I guess I should, because God gives me a new chance every day. So this is what I struggle with. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's like you, I'm not trying to tell you the right answer. You never know. No, because
1: it. I know it. I play it in my head every day. I know. I know every night when I go to bed, and I say, "God forgive me for my sins." I know He does, but I can't forgive you know whoever yeah. who just crossed me. Yeah.
0: Is there? I mean, that's is that not a problem? You know, it's like you gotta, I gotta say, like, hey, you know it's what's happening I'm there, Actively
1: right? working on.
0: Sure, sure. So
1: I've had a lot of.
0: So tell me what happened.
1: I've had a lot of people stab me in the back. I've had a lot of people um, lie about me, uh, you know, just ridiculous things and have had other people believe it. And not that I care what other people think about me because I'm not that type of person, but I don't like my integrity or my even my friendship to be questioned. If I'm your friend, I will be loyal to you to the day I die. That's just how I am. But it takes a lot to get in to be a friend. Sure. sure. And I think I don't give people enough chances to make mistakes, because we all make mistakes. I mean, yeah. me included. Yeah. But I don't tolerate it. And and that's hard for me. And I I sometimes I may let opportunities pass because of my grudges. And and I mean, Scott said that time that, oh, it's one of my favorite quotes. Um Oh, I'm not gonna be able to remember it. Something about a uh something pill only kills you, not your enemy. Like a um Oh bitterness.
0: Whoa. Bitterness is a pill that um only you swallow or something like that.
1: Where, yeah, but it hurts only you and not yeah. the other person. And it's so true. Like I hold all this anger and, and stubbornness and just angriness towards these people and they have no idea. They walk right past me. They don't know. <laughs> No, we're
0: not hey, hey. <laughs> I hate you so much.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's really just something that I need to learn to let go of. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. It's hard. But it constantly is God putting in front of me uh, testimonies, uh, you know, Bible verses, whatever it is, constantly that I should be more forgiving.
0: Yeah. So what are you gonna do with that? Just
1: I'm still working on it, Aaron.
0: <laughs> How do you work on it? I'm asking.
1: I I need to I don't know. I don't know. I know that I should forgive. I know that God forgives me every day. I know all this stuff, but yeah. letting go is hard.
0: Sure. It's hard. But
1: it really only hardens me.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I
1: do. I pray every day to help, you know, with forgiveness.
0: Yeah. But you know, I um um I I mean, I I get it like how hard it is to forgive. And I'm not trying to like give you tell you what to do or give you any advice or whatever. I'm
1: always willing to take
0: advice. <laughs> I I only know what works for me or what I guess work. I heard from like a pastor or something one time he says, when you try to focus on um, trying to forgive that person, you rarely ever get to forgive that person. You know it's right and when you try to focus on that. It's kind of like happiness, right? When you try to focus on happiness or being happy, you'll never really gain happiness. It's always a byproduct. When you focus on. Um, God's forgiveness on us or for God's forgiveness of you um, when you press more into that, then you'll be able to forgive um, easier. But it's only when it's like directed energy, right? If you try to like, I'm going to forgive you, I'm going to forgive you. That doesn't really work. At least that's what this pastor's saying. And maybe by, by your testimony, it's, that's what it's saying. But he's saying when you focus more on the gospel that Jesus Christ forgave you of your sins, um, and you kind of alluded to that too, like earlier, like I know all this maybe it's directed energy um i don't know but i mean
1: i'm gonna try that
0: yeah <laughs> okay well yeah let's let, i mean it's hard i get it it's hard
1: i won't send daggers to the people that i see i, I am
0: <laughs> 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 uh, man i know all about that kind of stuff when when you have like so the for for i've been at the church 13 years and i've been through my fair share of drama and let you know you know when when someone doesn't like you or whatever and they send eye daggers piercing your way and stuff like yeah. that. It's such a good and it, you can't like call it out, right? Like you did nothing, you just don't like each other, right? You did maybe yeah. something like years ago or whatever. But then uh it's nice when it's done. Yeah. It's nice when it's done. So
1: I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> well Mandy uh uh, we're coming to our time here. Is there anything you wanna uh leave us with or close us out with anything that you maybe forgot about um you know you, some of your testimony on how God has shaped you
1: um I did I know this is gonna sound like uh you know'm brown nosing but um <laughs> I truly believe that. God put Kelsey in my life, your yeah. wife <laughs> yeah um, to really shape me and change me and walk me down a clearer path that I needed to go down and she's been such a blessing to me and to my family the moment I met her yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah. you know in his way, through forgiveness, we ended up together.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it, she really has changed me in the last couple of years. Um, keeping me on my toes, keeping me awake, keep me thinking. And it's funny because if anything ever, we're either, you know, one of us is is mulling over something. We'll be in church. And this was funny because I am a teacher and we were talking about whether this year whether or not i should stay or go to a different school and scott was doing a sermon and the two of us are texting each other and i'm like does that mean i should leave and she's like i thought it meant you should stay (laughs) (laughs) so it really she really brings the perspective to me and we can talk about things and we can hash it out and and she always brings me back to
0: yeah she's a great human being she does that to me too i feel like i'm third wheeling one with two, two of you guys so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. and
1: he feels that way too she's, a one,
0: she's an awesome human being for sure um and if anyone wants to know if uh, i interviewed my wife kelsey um who we're talking about uh, a couple episodes earlier too I'll, I'll make sure the link's in the description too um mandy is there um well we wrap off the show with like um this last question and i know you you know it's coming so um here's the question and then we'll be done with that but or we'll be done with this episode but i just want to say to everyone thank you for uh if you're still with us thank you for making it to the end Um, we really appreciate you if you found this testimony interesting or something that could speak to someone else in your life please share it invite them to the group get them in touch with mandy i'm sure she would she wouldn't mind talking with them but uh mandy um let's wrap this up can you tell us why you think god is awesome
1: God is awesome because he has truly created a wonderful world for us to be in. It may seem rocky or awful or you're at your bottom of the barrel, but he will always bring you out of it no matter what. I have learned that and I have seen it and you have to believe it. You have to believe it because it will, he will, he will bring you through anything you need to go through.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Mandy, for um, hopping on this podcast. It was, it was a fun one. It was awesome. Um, I really appreciate thank it. Uh, guys, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for um, joining us on the Facebook Live and everything. We love you all. We will talk to you all next time. God is all on right. the podcast. We out.